how's it going for you? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. Pretty good. Yeah. Just everything's yeah. going pretty good. Cool. I mean, favorite season, but yeah, everything's okay. Well, it's spring. Spring is like sprung. I, I don't know. Spring is, has spring sprung there? Well, yeah. I mean, thought, yeah, I have a cherry blossom tree at the front of my house. It's all, you know, it's, it's blooming. That's for sure. Is it like a big tree or is it like a little it's tree? a huge tree? Like it's big. Yeah. Oh, it's just snow in Winnipeg, so it's like pretty cold. Well, no, it's actually getting warm now, ish. Like fifteen degrees last week, which was like really random. That's that's like nothing. That's like nothing compared to before. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but it's all good. Cool. So let's get to the very beginning, Emma. Photography. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what made you want to start that and everything? Um, so I've been, like, really into photography since I was probably, like, a little little kid, like, 10, 11, just, like, point-and-shoot camera, like, taking pictures, documenting everything. Um, and then when I entered high school, I was, I, like, heard about photography classes and stuff like that, which, I mean, my photography teacher in high school, we didn't really like learn a whole lot it was kind of just like hey take the school cameras and like go have fun with that (laughs) Um, so it was kind of just like an extra block for me that was mostly like I would just make memes in photoshop with friends (laughs) um and then yeah but it was definitely cool because we still had like assignments and stuff like that so I got my first DSLR when I was 14 uh it was a Canon T2i um Let's go the Canon race. Yeah, so Canon T2i, um, and I kind of just fooled around on that for a while. And then, um, obviously, like, I've been into music for really long, like, my entire life. Um, And I, you know, started seeing people at local shows and stuff like that in Vancouver that I was like, hey, like, I really want to do the concert photography thing. Um, So end of 2018, I started going to, like, local shows with my Canon T2i still terrible. Still? Yo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to see these early pics now. You gotta send these to me later. <laughs> yeah. They're really, really bad. They're really bad. I don't know if I still like, they're definitely like on a hard drive somewhere. I've kind of cleared them out of my Lightroom so I don't have to look at them anymore because they're just, they're so bad. Um, And then end of 2019, I was like, hey, I'm getting serious about this. Uh, so I upgraded finally to my 6D Mark II. And then COVID happened. <laughs> Yay, COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of my... I didn't get my first official photo pass until August of 2019. And we've been going... Ever since? Yeah. Who, who pretty- was your first photo pass for? Uh, my first photo pass was for Seaway at the rickshaw. Oh, cool. Yeah, my first photo pass was actually for not NF, but the opener for NF, because okay. NF blocked media for their photography. They were like, okay, cool. Let me just take off my T6. I borrow my sister's T6i. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I want to try out this concert photography thing. And then boom. And thus, uh, I messaged the band members of like, it was Kid the Band who was opening for. And I'm like, hey, can I photograph you guys? And they're like, sure. And then they just brought me in. It was just weird. So, dang. Yeah. <laughs> dang. yeah. I hate it when, uh, like, artists and stuff, they're like, oh, yeah, we're blocking off media. Like, mm-hmm. in 
2022, I shot Slipknot. And so it was Wage War. Um, who else played that show? Uh, in This Moment. Yeah. And then Slipknot. And In This Moment was like, yeah, we're not doing media. So it was like, hey, you can shoot Wage War. And then you just have to chill for like an hour because it was at Rogers Arena. So you weren't allowed to just like walk oh. around camera so it was just like hey you have to like chill while we do our set and then once that's done you can watch or shoot slipknot and then <laughs> dang i was supposed to shoot that and i got covid i'm i'm so bummed about it but it is what it is i couldn't make any Corey taylor meme i was so bummed about that i'm like i could <laughs> shot Corey taylor i could have made so many memes about it but no i got covid that one day I, I mean, I got COVID the day before I was supposed to shoot Lamb of God and Slipknot, or not Slipknot, Lamb of God and Spirit Box. Oh. Um, and I was going like, you know, two and a half years, no COVID, was completely fine. Uh, you know, went to Wild Rose Hardcore Fest in Ed, did not get COVID, thought for sure if I was getting COVID, I was going to get it there. And then basically shot trivium met you and then that weekend i ended up with covid and i was like I probably gave it to you emma that's what <laughs> happened i think yeah I'm, probably I'm, I'm sorry if i gave it to you i honestly like my friend that i was at that show with uh and his one of his friends that was there ended up getting it so if anything his friend probably gave it to me or it was just like there i don't know i'm more shocked that after that i went to twitchcon after that so literally mm -hmm. i went to vancouver just for the trivium show because i couldn't go see them because i had to go to twitchcon that weekend so i went to vancouver did that and then somehow i went to twitchcon and it didn't get covid so i shocked i didn't get covid actually at vogue actually surprisingly because it's i don't know vogue could be i thought i was like a superhero for a really long time i was exposed to it at work like when i didn't work from home mm -hmm. uh you know, had to do like at the like the very start of like 2020 coworker got it and they were like, hey, you have to go home and quarantine for five days. Make sure you don't have it. And I didn't get it. And I was just like, am I just, just... my immune or something? <laughs> yeah, it took me like two years as well. Like I got it in 2021, I think 2022. I don't know. It took me like a year and a bit, I think. But yeah. What do you do for work other than photography? Uh, so I am a fraud uh, investigator for a tech company and i can't share what company but Aww. yeah uh, uh, you you were cutting out right there what you said oh, something i i can't i yeah i just do fraud investigations oh, okay okay. Yeah. okay tell me your worst okay you were telling me this before i hit record about fraud the, the investigation thing and you had a bit a crazy week so tell me what kind of fraud I, do you do with i guess can you say anything of that or no I can kind of delve a little bit. It's more, it's just like fraudulent purchases mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, so it's kind of just like, I have to look at people's histories and be like, hey, like, is this like a legit transaction or is this not a legit transaction type sort of thing? And it's kind of like peak season now with people like right after Christmas being like, hey, I didn't get like, you know, this transaction that I made or hey, I don't recognize this transaction. So it's a lot of just like never ending stuff so, so, so possibly you've done fraud you think emma ever not that hey no i would hope not <laughs> so okay so you can't say specifically on 
the frauds. So like, is it like, per, like, I'm trying to think on what it would be like. We so you're you're finding fraud of like said like purchases of like say Amazon stuff or like different products. I, I would say right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. What was the most craziest one that you had, if you could say? Um, probably recently there was like $10,000 worth of like fake, uh, computer GPUs that I was looking at. What? Yeah. um, I, I probably know what they were probably doing with that. Probably, if you know computer GPUs, okay, they're probably for them. The reseller value, yeah, yeah, they're all you know forty nineties. I don't know. Yeah, Okay, how does it work after you figure that out? So, like, you have to go through, like, I guess your boss or something like that after you find so- out that they forge or what yeah so basically i have to just like review history and then i have to go in and basically compile like documentation for proof um that it is a fraudulent like transaction or it's a fraudulent return or it's a fraudulent whatever um create like a document of all my documentation and then send it up to the secondary kind of like team to be like hey this is what i found do with it what you will this is a sick job, man. I need to get in this industry. Heck with what I'm doing. Man, you're living life, Emma. <laughs> I mean, I can start whenever I want. I can finish whenever I want. As long as I, you know, get my eight hours in for the day, do my 40 hours for the week, get Saturday, Sunday, and stat holidays off. So. You're living large. Jeez. Exactly. Like, if I can work from 7 to 3.30 and then go shoot a show, sounds good to me. Jeez, I'm in the wrong industry now. I need to get in this industry. Heck with this. Damn. What? Okay. How did you find out on, I guess, this or fraudulent and everything? What What made you want to get into this, basically? Uh, Like from concert photography or get into the fraud? The fraud like, first. Oh, <laughs> um, I, I studied criminology in school and it was kind of just like one of those things that I worked retail for really a long time and I understand uh, sort of like patterns having like worked in retail when something seems suspicious or like not quite right with people. Um, so it's kind of just one of those things that I was done working retail, um, decided, hey, I study criminology. Um, my territory loss preventions manager when I worked retail um, was always trying to get me to like move up to go like work loss preventions in that dynamic um, and said that I would be really good at it and like came across the job and interviewed it, interviewed for it. And they were like, yeah, three weeks later it was my job. So that's sick. That's awesome. yeah. Damn. And now you also do concert photography, I guess on the side as well. So yeah, when I'm, oh, you know. <laughs> when you're yeah, when you're not doing frauds. Yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair, I've only had this job since the end of November. Oh, so this is new. Okay, what was before that then? Uh, so I worked at Best Buy for se- just over seven years. What were you doing, Best Buy? 
uh, online reservations. So I started off when I very first started off, I was 18 years old um, and I got hired to work in cameras. Um, then cameras later manifested into like cameras and computers and stuff like that. Um, and then after that, it was kind of just like my manager at the time was like, not the greatest human being. Um, and then my assistant manager was like, hey, I feel like your talents are kind of being wasted. Um, so there's another job opportunity for you here if you want it. Um, and I started doing online reservations and just, yeah. And that's probably how you found, I guess, photography a little bit more with Best Buy, I guess, right? No. Not entirely, no, because it was like with Best Buy, like nobody. It's very weird. Maybe it's just the store that I work in, but a lot of people don't come in to like buy cameras. They came in like if they were going to come in to buy like a camera, it was a GoPro. So it's kind of like I just needed to know about GoPros. There was a couple people that would come in, um, but we had like my Best Buy was in a mall, and so we had a like higher end like Broadway camera, uh, just like basically down like the corridor that we were in oh. if you were like a huge camera snob we don't really have like a lot of the high-end stuff or anything like that so it's it's kind of just one of those things that people would just be like oh i can't get it from you guys broadway cameras like down the hallway i'm gonna go see if they have it like we're not selling sigma 35 millimeters if you know what i mean so damn it you got screwed over emma damn yeah damn Hey. I remember I got the Canon 5D like Mark IVs in and this one lady who was just like, oh, I want the best camera you have, came in, bought it. And then she was just like, now how do I use it? And then I just like I went on lunch after and I kind of just sat there and I was like, I wonder what it's like to have money. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And people don't realize that. We're concept photographers, both me and Emma are concept photographers, and we do not have money. And that's the beauty of being a concert photographer. Anywhere. <laughs> nope, nope. So what got you into concert photography, Emma? So you did shoot your first show and that. Yep. So what got you like invested into that, basically? I would then say it was probably like a combination of constantly seeing Mike Thomas at shows and being like, that looks sick. Um, and just, yeah basically being inspired by like other people around me um, and really liking photography and also really liking to go to shows. So it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, typically like with concert photography, if you hit somebody up, they're like, Hey, we'll also get you a ticket into the show. So I was like, Oh, I get to see a show and I get to take photos of it. Sounds like a sick gig to me. So I kind of just kept going. <laughs> yeah, It's a sick gig like even myself my first like concert that i brought like my point and shoot i don't have it with me but my point and shoot was like a canon power shot sx160 is or whatever it's like those little itty bitty Lip cameras yeah yeah and i brought that like so much when i was very little and that got me invested into concert photography so literally my first concert that i very much just shot like from first song to last song with point and shoot was nickelback so oh. Yeah. I've still never seen Nickelback. I coming to Vancouver and I kinda wanna send like a, a pet yeah. I've never seen them. Yeah. Funny story though, um I did when I was like eleven or twelve, um I was out in Abbotsford with my dad and Chad Kroger was selling his Hummer with gas, just like 
What? Yeah. I I need to hear this story. Continue this story here. Uh yeah, we were just there and I like just like looked over and I was like, Dad, does that like look like Chad Kroger to you? And he's like, I think it is. And so my dad kind of just like went over, was like, Hey, like sorry to bother you, but like are are you like the vocalist for Nickelback? And he was like, Yeah, I'm just like said hey um that was kind of like how that went <laughs> of all places of all random places ever in existence you meet what? chad at a gas station yeah it was very random uh, i also found out like later that year at like christmas time because i was telling my mom's side of the family that that had happened uh my uncle just like let slip that he used to because my uncle was a hairdresser he used to do like their hair in like the 90s when they first like started here and there i feel like if you're if you're from bc you always know somebody that like used to know nickelback like my best friend growing up her aunt used to let like the members of the band like crash on their couch after like shows and stuff like yeah it's (laughs) man it's like your cousins with nickelback at this point (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Family friend of mine was like really, really good friends with Chad and like got me a t shirt from one of their shows when I was like eight. So, and you didn't even go to it. That's the worst part, too, Emma. That's the upsetting part. I didn't even go to it. So, hopefully, first time I see them, I get to photograph them. Otherwise, I'm just gonna go. This is rigged. This is rigged life now. I'm. This is rigged. This. This is. I've seen them. I think twice, twice or three times. Would it be three times? There's. There is the first. I. I. I lost count. Anyways, this will be maybe fourth or third time. But I. I'm. My dream is to actually get that full circle moment and be like, yo, I got that power shot. Yeah. 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 Besides that, but yeah. Oh, I understand. I had that full circle moment. So the first probably like band that I ever got into was Simple Plan. And it was because my next door neighbor when I was like, I was in kindergarten, but my next door neighbor used to come like babysit my sister and I for like a couple hours while my mom would like go to her job and my dad would be getting home from his. And uh, he like liked all like, you know, some 41 Green Day, Simple Plan, stuff like that. And we just play it while he was like over here sometimes and so simple plan was like the first band that i ever really got into and i saw them when rogers arena was still gm place uh in like 2003 uh they were my very first concert ever um and then of course i went to shoot slipknot in that exact same arena like 18 years later and i had my full circle moment And then, of course, in August, I got to photograph them and some 41. And then I had my, like, real full circle moment because I was, like, standing in the pit, just, like, vibing, singing all these songs. I had to make sure that I was, like, remembering what I was doing rather than vibing because, hey, I need to get these shots. But, yeah, it was very (laughs) That's nuts. Damn. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So what would be your favorite music genre then at that point then? Oh, uh, right now it's definitely like, as I've gotten older, we went from like pop punk into like, metalcore and the metalcore has like transformed into like just hardcore. And then, uh, yeah, just hard. Yeah. Some people might not know what hardcore is just scream basically. Right. I was, uh, yeah, I was playing, um, are you familiar with Noctilus? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So I, I played um, counting worms for a friend of mine the other day. And it was like a joke between the two of us because I was, he was talking about how all he likes is rap. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm not really a dog person. I'm more of a cat person and people go arf arf in my thought. And then I played counting worms for him and I just like, and I almost got smacked. Um, <laughs> I, I I'll laugh at that. Well, for me, it'll be funny, but also with that, it would just be like for someone that probably doesn't listen to that, they would smack you. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So it's kind of just like I like everything because, of course, you have like all the stuff that you grew up listening to, and then the stuff that you've kind of delved into. But I definitely, I don't know. When I worked a retail nine to five job, you kind of need like metalcore, deathcore to get you through like the start of you start of your day you just kind of like rage a little bit behind your steering wheel and then you go into work and you drink all your coffee and you're like okay and then you get off your shift and you do it again <laughs> yeah i worked in if you, yeah you would know superstore so i worked in the deli department when i was like right out of high school in high school into the college and everything and yeah i was the deli department i needed i needed that hardcoreness and just yeah screaming. You, you- something to let it go i mean i still think that like you know retail employees or people that work customer service-based jobs should be allowed to pick like one customer per quarter that they fight just to like get it out <laughs> i like this motto we need to put this into effect now even I- i'll take like it doesn't even have to be a quarter it just has to be like once a year you just get one person you get to pick wisely just your one customer very wisely because there are some people that totally deserve it oh yeah 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 Yeah. it's it's retail everyone hates retail unless you're some psychopath i don't know how but it's retail yeah exactly yeah 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 Yeah. very glad that i don't have like karen's telling me how to do my job or that i suck as a manager even though i wasn't a manager but i was just like the fact that you think i'm a manager makes me be like you know what i'm talking about you just don't want to agree with me because you're a karen and you know it's karen you can't yeah, exactly. help them yeah yeah <laughs> what's your favorite band you got to photograph so far emma out of all the years of photography i guess um might be a little bit biased but i always have a fun time shooting the word alive whenever i do that um I want to fight you now. I want to fight you. Damn it. <laughs> Oops. My apologies. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. Uh, all those guys are great guys. Love them to death. Um, so, yeah. Lo- I mean, Dusty doesn't tee up for them anymore, but love Dusty as yeah. well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the Word Alive probably would be up there. Um, who else? I mean, Slipknot was really, really rad just because that was my full circle moment. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. You know when people ask you questions and you're like, they're like, "What's your favorite song?" And you're like, "What's a song?" Um, <laughs> what's a song? Like, jeez. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, what's a band? What, what bands have I even shot? Um, who else was like a good time? Um, if you need to, you could even look up, like, grab your phone or check out your Instagram or something like that or whatever you need to. Oh, uh, Whitechapel. Trivium was great. Yeah, Whitechapel. I was, I just was like thinking, I was like, what are my three pinned Instagram posts right now? Um, so yeah, uh, Sum 41 as well, just because that was mm-hmm. an iconic show. Um, yeah, I'd probably say 
those. Also, um, what's that band called? It, uh, Our Last Night, for some reason, is always, like, a very... I know they're corny as hell, but, like, I've shot them twice now, and I always have, like, the greatest time at their shows. That's it. I'm ending this interview. You suck. I, I can't believe you. I can't... You got to photograph our... We're alive. And... Well, that makes sense, because they toured with Our Last Night and We're Alive, that tour, right? Yes. That makes sense. Okay. That, was, that was a show that I... I shot. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. There are very old, terrible photos of our last night on my Instagram. If you scroll back, I mean, they're okay, but they're definitely not, okay. like, I do way better. I would probably re-edit them now. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. The, I, I love doing that actually now. I did that with my stream awards thing, which was cool. I re-edited some more of my new stylish and it was cool getting to do that again. Yeah. During like lockdown when nothing mm -hmm. was happening. I was just going through like a whole bunch of old photos and like re-editing them or taking shots that I was like, oh, that's a shitty shot. Like I would never edit it back then because I didn't know like how to edit it and then make it something cool. So yeah, I did that a lot. Oh, Miss May I was another great one to photograph. I forgot about that. I need to stop talking to you now at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, the you pretty much mainly mentioned most of the bands that I really want to photograph at one point. But anyway, but, but I, I, yeah. I was very fortunate last year to have a big like bucket list of bands that all came through Vancouver, and I got very lucky and got passes for like all of them. So, right. so yeah. <laughs> about okay. Besides that, what about what's five bands or artists you hope to photograph in the next five years? Next five? Next okay, five we'll start, Like, on the list, I have a pass in for them right now. Um, they're coming to play Vancouver in April, so I have a, I have a pass in for them right now. Wait, who? Uh, it cut out just before you said it. Oh, I have a pass in right now for Spearbox, because they're coming in April. Yeah. So, that's up there. Um, Knocked Loose is another really big one. Um, Under Oath, just because... Every time I've seen Under Oath, they always put on a great show. But, like, somehow every time I see Under Oath, it's, like, a last-minute thing. Like, I don't know that they're coming, and then I end up at their show. And so I apply for a pass. Um, Parkway Drive is the other Parkway, massive. Right. I would say that's, like, top mm. list. Uh, Devil Wears Prada and... I'll say Cradle of Filth just because I missed them the last time. Oh, thick. That is my partner's one of my partner's favorite bands. So I I just want to shoot them just to say hi. Here's here's photos. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. My mine would be Word Alive. You said <laughs> Word Alive. I'm like, I've been okay. I've been te I love Telly. Me and him go back and forth always for stuff on social media. So he's been like always with me. Instagram name. Sorry to cut you off. Hmm. How do you pronounce his Instagram name? Sorry to like cut you off about that. I need to check his Instagram again because I, I'm terrible at checking Instagrams. Let me see. What's his Instagram at again? Let me see. Let's it's wait. I'll, I'll, I'll pronounce it in a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, where's Telly on here? Telly. Telly. All right. It should be just Telly. All oh, okay. Now I, I can see why you're yeah yeah. Toi? Toi? We call, we call him Teletoi. Okay. Like Teletoi. Teletoi. Okay, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah that's that's fair that's fair no yeah. telly is a very good like person that always we talk every so often on social media and everything it's like he's very hyped the next time he ever gets to go to winnipeg which will be like the next it'd probably be a decade after he hasn't come here but either way yeah, yeah they haven't been to vancouver since they were actually my lock my last show before lockdown oh wow uh, so March 1st, 2020 is the last time that they were here. Um, but they have since reintroduced life cycles to their mm-hmm. set list. So I'm just waiting for when they want to come back and play it here. Yeah. That's yeah. My number one album. Yeah. 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 Or number one song, number one album. Yeah. For me, yeah. once they play anything dark matter, then then we're good. Then we're good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, dark matter albums elite. Right. Very excited for the new stuff though. The two new singles they've put out are Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss, very cool. I might actually message Telly late once he is done through. I'll probably ask him if he's down to get on this podcast. We'll see, but probably ignore me. They'll be done April twenty third, I believe. April twenty third. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. message him probably april 25th <laughs> give him a two days of breakness but I, i'm like i'm trying to finish i'm trying to think where they're finishing on that tour and how long it would take to get back to california i think they finish like way over on the east coast oh really Damn. think so okay maybe a week later i'll message him solid plan yeah, yeah. I, when they're getting back from that <laughs> Yeah. So we're we're alive would be one. Um, yeah. Ghost Atlas. I don't know if you know Ghost Atlas. It's Jesse Cash's side project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love. That would, be... hmm? that would be sick. I know, right? Like I, he doesn't tour Ghost Atlas at all that much. So it's like, yo, once you see that, it's like, yo, you need to get that. So that's um, as everything unfolds is one. Love them. Love Charlie. Uh, Breaking Benjamin is like top up there next to like Nickelback and that. Um and then Maggie, I'm terrible at pronouncing her last name. Maggie Linderman, Linderman. That's how I pronounce it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Be rad to shoot as well. Yeah, I, I'm sad she didn't do any Canadian dates. Keep it. We have to remember, like bands are just like, hey, we're announcing a Canadian and U.S. tour, and then it's like Toronto, and for some reason now they're putting like Montreal on that bill, and I'm like, and then maybe Vancouver if you're lucky, mm-hmm. and then they forget about everything else yeah it's okay what what is your take on all that of like canada u.s and them saying oh yeah this is a canadian tour and it's like only two or three i days. think it should just be like hey we're playing a u.s tour because everybody kind of thinks that toronto is in the u.s at this point because that's like the only date that they put on it and i don't think you should be allowed to call a tour a canadian and u.s tour if you only have if you have less than five Canadian shows on the Preach. tour, not allowed to be called a Canadian tour. <laughs> Preach! Preach! Like, that's so stupid. Like, literally, it's like, okay, Toronto, maybe Montreal, and then that's it. And the odd time, yeah, it's mainly odd time they add Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. I get lucky when they add Seattle, because, of course, like, I live super close to the border, so I can just drive down to go to Seattle. It only takes a couple hours, which I'm very fortunate, but, like, Lots of people just, like, are ignoring the Pacific Northwest lately. And Seattle just, like, isn't on anything. And I'm, okay, well, (laughs) closest show is Las Vegas. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. 
yeah I, I i was also curious on about you on how you do it like doing pacific northwest and everything like what made you want to do like seattle and i guess yeah vancouver too i guess uh well i mean because i was born and raised in vancouver like vancouver is obviously like the easiest the easy thing yeah. uh, i like live in the suburbs out here so it's the easiest one um but seattle is just because like i started noticing especially like once i got my driver's license that like a lot of bands like if they don't come to vancouver they go to seattle and I'm, that's not that far of a drive like i could definitely do that and um i started going to a couple just like you know weekend shows or like booking the day off work with like one of my best friends and we just like go down see the show and then drive back and then i basically just was like hey i could also photo these shows because i don't get paid for them i mean i've been paid for a couple but i don't get paid for most of them so it's not like i have to tell the the border guard like hey i'm coming down to do work i just have to say hey i'm going to shoot a show exactly hey i'm going to see a show and they don't care so that yeah yeah I, i'm same way i go from winnipeg to fargo and it's four hour drive but either way it's like oh go there quick couple hour drive go back border don't care it's one day they're fine yeah exactly it's like mm-hmm. if saying hey i'm going for like a week might be a little bit more suspicious but like half the time i just go and drive back the same night because it's not that far or um sometimes like if there's a bunch of us going then we'll go for like the night and then drive back like the next day which isn't that bad why okay why are they skipping vancouver you think and pacific northwest and seattle you think i don't know to be honest like i know that a lot of the time it's just because of like routing reason Mm -hmm. you know some bands you know majority bands don't have control it's just kind of like whatever venues have availability at that time um i know some of them have issues in terms of like um thornhill was here in when, when was that? I saw Dusty like four times last year because he was on the road with Thornhill and holding absence. But they were like over here and uh, they were, basically it was just like, oh, are you guys staying? And they're like, no, we play Seattle tomorrow. We have to be like out of Canada by midnight tonight or mm-hmm. like going across the border and like on our way there. So I don't know if it has something to do in terms of like visas where they're not allowed to stay past a certain amount of time and they just don't get caught with that there's also like i know a lot of issues sometimes with like bands getting across they're like hey you know we thought all our visa stuff was good and they told us we can't leave the u.s um so i i don't know to be honest with you strange i don't it know. sucks but i get it in terms of like a business standpoint that you know u.s is a lot easier but yeah i, I call i call bs on that because literally i know someone that said that you uh canada is cheaper for bands to go to besides the u.s i think but except unless it's gas wise i believe because you have to travel from that yeah it's gas is expensive but it's cheaper for bands to do tours in canada though that makes sense i mean maybe it's just because like in the u.s you can get from state to state in about four or five hours and like it takes me 12 hours to get to the next province um so it's not really ideal like i know like my partner is on tour right now and it's kind of like one of those things that like it's 
know, five to six hour drive to get to your next venue. It's one o'clock in the morning and you've got load in at noon the next day. It's like nobody wants to drive 13 hours like through the night to get to their next place. You kind of need like several off days in the middle and then you're not really making money. You can't really like five or six shows in a row and then have an off day when you tour Canada. You kind of have to truck it basically truck it in between yeah i also feel like we don't have like large enough venues in literally every single province sometimes it depends on the size of venue like for winnipeg i know we have weird venue sizes so we have uh 201 an 81 another 200 we have like a lot of like three 200 cap venues then we have an 800 venue now and Mm -hmm. then 1200 and then we go up from mts center which was canada life center i don't know about how vancouver's like for venues wise there i mean we have like larger venues we don't really have anything that like local diy bands can come play like really yeah we don't have the i mean we have like bullies now but that's kind of like a recording studio um it's you could fit maybe 50 people shoulder to shoulder. It's sweaty as hell. It's uncomfortable. But, like, we don't have the 333 anymore. Majority of, like, bars that used to let bands play don't really do too, too much anymore. So, kind of, like, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Uh, I kind of don't do the local scene too, too much anymore. Just feel like it gets repetitive after a while of just, like, shooting the same band over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's kind of just, Yeah one of those things that it's like we have vogue which i don't know what the cap is but that's a pretty big venue we have the rickshaw again that's a pretty big venue it's in the worst part of vancouver like nobody wants to go there i definitely don't want to go there but i do it anyway i'd never shoot a show um and then what else do we have uh there's like the roxy but that's like a club some people play like fortune sound club sometimes if they're like a smaller artist but again that's like a club vibe. It's, you know, yeah. Um, we used, uh, there's also the Orpheum, but I don't really hear too, too many people playing Orpheum very often. And then we have like Rogers Arena and stuff or like Abbotsford Center, but yeah. you have to be, you know, like Nickelback or Slipknot or Shania Twain to like play Rogers Arena, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we, we're kind of, but yeah, I'm in the local scene a lot, but at the same time, I'm like, last year, I took a lot more local than most years because everyone was back after COVID, right? So it was like, <laughs> same, same bands over and over. And it was, it, it's at this point now I'm with, I, 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 I just don't, I'm not too keen on taking photos of local anymore, but at the same time, it's like. Rinse and repeat, but I'm fine with taking photos once in a while for a local post. Like, yeah, like I don't mind taking yeah. photos of local bands at all. It's just kind of one of those things. Once I've shot a local band like over ten times, I'm like, okay, I know your guys' set list front to back. I know what you do. I've probably got every shot possible, and I'm kind of tired of looking at all of you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I get that, but also I'm trigger happy with my camera, so I take over a thousand or more for. Oh, so you're exactly like Mike Thomas. That's just like, yeah, one time I shot Stasis and took 10,000 photos. And I was like, how do you take 10,000 photos of Stasis? No, no, I don't do that much. I don't do that much. My my limit is at least most shows, it's 2,000 or lower. 
I would say depending on like how many artists are on the bill, I say anywhere between like 600 to 1800. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. My low nights, if I'm like, I'm not too keen on shooting, then it's like about that, like 600 ish, 800. Yeah. That. So I definitely tried. I used to be so trigger happy that like we were looking at like 3,000 photos, but I kind of started picking my shots a little bit more wisely in terms of it. And like, unless it's something that I'm like, oh, that could make a really sick GIF, I just don't because I'm like, just, I'm going to get through this show and then I'm going to hate myself later because I'm just going to be like half of these or like way more than half of these need to just like be tossed in a bin somewhere like mm -hmm. yeah 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 I feel that that's basically every single show for me it's the same pose and like why am I doing this to myself yeah <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm so how okay you mentioned vancouver local scene have you done a lot of like portland or that kind of music scene that much more or no portland actually mm -hmm. i should go to portland it's just like it's four or five hours as opposed to like two um yeah. i've done like a little bit of seattle local but it's more so just like bands that are going through seattle on a tour that yeah. i photograph um i was also for a while pretty into going to the Calgary like Kelowna music scene as well um yikes yikes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I uh I drove to Calgary for a band that is no longer together um in in the middle of a snowstorm and was in Calgary for about six hours just to like photograph their show <laughs> this girl's I, nuts this girl's nuts I, I do some crazy shit it's, it's fine. <laughs> okay, what's the craziest you've done? Is that the craziest? That would probably be the craziest. I drove, yeah, like, through a snowstorm and then basically slept for, like, four or five hours, got up and drove home the next day um, and just saw, like, semis on the Coquihalla, like, you know, jackknifed or just, like, flipped. And I'm in my little Honda Accord just, like, driving down the road, just, like, Honda. Oh, like, I'm going to die. <laughs> but I'm still standing here, so, like, yeah, clearly. You're, ta you're talking this story, and I'm like, how you do you did it on a Honda. Did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you guys don't hire this this woman for a tour, you're nuts for at least some kind of bus. She, she drove a Honda through a snowstorm. You got to give her credit. That was things I'll never do again. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I don't ever need to do that again. Jesus Christ, Emma. Yeah, I've not done that particular. Like, yeah, there's certain ones like I wanted to do. There was a show with Versatile I wanted to do, and it was a snowstorm day. And I'm like, heck no, I'm not doing that because it's a four hour drive. But now you've done it with a Honda Accord with six out. Man, I gotta step on my game and go to bloody Minneapolis on a snowstorm now. Jesus. I'm not saying what I did was smart. I definitely should not have done it. It was one of those things. It's a, literally a local band. It's not like it was anybody crazy. It wasn't a big band either, Emma. Well, it was a local band, okay? And it was because I was like, if I come to this show, will you guys play a song that I really like? And they didn't even play the song. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I took some of the, like, I got my... Uh, 
Canon 15 millimeter. So my fisheye lens, like three before that show and took some of like the greatest photos that I've ever taken at that point in my photography career. Um, so I wasn't mad about it. I just definitely got home, laid down and was like, girl, get a different hobby because what are you doing? <laughs> and you haven't changed. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, um, are you familiar with Avoid? Yeah, I know Avoid. Okay, yeah. So Avoid played that show oh. and now Avoid's like huge, right? Oh, so shoot. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there was some benefit from it. There was some benefit. Exactly. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, what do you want to accomplish, Emma, when it comes to photography? Because you that's accomplishment, I guess. But what is like your end goal accomplishment with I guess concert photography. Probably just start doing tours. Tours would be sick. Yep. Yeah. I've definitely done like a weekend thing, but doing like a tour tour would be very sick. Well, talk about that weekend tour. Like what what was that like? I mean, it was kind of just like one of those things that I drove my own car around <laughs> to like four dates. <laughs> uh Vancouver, Kelowna, Edmonton, and Calgary. And then I just like went home <laughs> yeah yeah that's no, nothing too crazy on that like weekend tour experience or anything no no not really other than like no no i can't even anything crazy it was just kind of like being at a show and taking the same photos except in different venues type thing but you know wow yeah amazing i, I would like to do definitely you know something more go go see the world uh because like i like traveling so i would like to see the world and like take photos that would be sick that's like, like the end goal yeah, yeah. I, i'm same way for me it's like oh i would love to like travel the world i got yeah it's like we're we're youngish right yeah yeah mid 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 20s yeah yeah <laughs> like, maybe maybe not i don't know well, you told me you're when you said you were 18 and working at the Best Buy thing. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you're this older, Emma. Well, I'm. I'll be 26 in like three months. So you don't look 26. I know. I get ID. So. You get ID'd a lot still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lately, if I go into like restaurants, I don't get ID'd. But I think it's just because of, like, the people that I go with. Like, a lot of my friends don't look 18. So I think they're just kind of like, oh, yeah. It also helps that I have, like, a hell of a lot of tattoos. So sometimes I try to, like, make sure that I, like, show them off in a restaurant to be like, I promise I can drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's fair. That works. That works out. And somehow I still get ID'd with a damn beard. So that, that's, that's a thing. That's that's confusing because like I have one of my best friends is three years younger than I am and never gets ID'd whenever we go anywhere, but I'll get ID'd and I'm like, is it because he's got the beard or is it like which one is it? I don't know. It's strange. <laughs> it's confusing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bartenders. They just like to or the security people, they just like I I don't know. Well, I mean, when I was, like, freshly 19, myself and some coworkers at the time went out for, like, dinner one night, 
and there were three of us who was nine who were 19 at the table and there was uh one of my coworkers was like 27 and we asked the bartender we were like who do you think is the youngest at this table and because the 27 year old was very short uh she was like oh he's the youngest and we were like no and then I got pointed to and I was like no and it was actually one of my coworkers that was sitting next to me who has like full beard mustache just looks a hell of a lot older and uh yeah yeah. like I think I need to ID people more often because that was really bad (laughs) yikes you just made someone probably lose their job let's go Damn, damn. Well, yeah, like the stigma, well, I hear this actually quite a bit now on because I'm on Twitter a lot more now for photography wise and everyone's like the stigma, you have to be certain age to be a music photographer and that. Do you think that's true or not? No, definitely not. I think it, again, stems from the whole stigma that you have to like work hard to get what, like the opportunities that you as well. Because I will agree you do have to work hard to get opportunities. Sometimes there is such a thing as luck, like being in the right place at the right time or knowing, like, I feel like just like not even just music photography, but like a lot of like jobs in general are just about what kind of connections you have and what kind of people you know Mm -hmm. to talk to other people by word of mouth to get you certain opportunities i will say you know there are lots of people that have like worked their way up but sometimes it is just a matter of the fact that you all of a sudden you know by word of mouth maybe you know somebody in the music scene who's like hey so and so is looking for a tour photographer and they recommend you and then you kind of get that opportunity if it works out yeah yeah i totally agree on that because like you could be someone that's like maybe you're first tour is like hey when you're 18 or someone when you're 27 or something 26 and that like it's a matter of knowing someone like that's the same thing when I work in radio you got to know someone to get somewhere you got to make those connections to get up that next level or that yes that's not saying like don't work hard because obviously like work hard don't just expect things to get you and things like that but a lot of the time it is like you do work for somebody and somebody asks for a recommendation and and like keeps going but i will say i mean probably being like you know at least of drinking age would help because sometimes venues are like age cap um so maybe you know being drinking age might help but at the same time i don't think that's necessarily like a big issue because if you're on the tour package that's taken care of and majority of venues that are like age capped have a ga section so it's not like it's the end of the world if you're not Let's go. We're going to get some underage people and get them on tour and child labor. Let's go, Emma. That's, you know what I mean? That's not what I'm... Yep. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm putting words in her mouth, everyone. It's fine. Yeah. I, I was joking. No, it's child fine. labor. Totally support it. <laughs> totally. No, no. I, I agree with you on that standpoint of like, yes, you should have someone that is legal age of drinking because... The band wants to celebrate after as well, and they can't really do that well if you're not legal age, right? Probably. Well, yeah, but I mean, also there are people that like don't drink for various reasons. Well, that too. Yeah. And you know, being, I guess, being of drinking age in terms of like, then you can also help with driving. Like, if it's a smaller, like, let's say it's not a 
you know, it's just like a DIY tour, right? Everybody rotates driving. I've seen instances where only one person in the entire band has a driver's license. Ah, uh, what is, what's one fact thing people should know about photographers, even music photographers that they might not know, Emma? Damn. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, no. Um, I'm not giving you help at all. I feel like, ah, uh, damn. I feel like you're putting me on the spot here. I'm yep. like, one photographer people might not know. Um, I feel like this should be a given, but I've definitely seen it with, like, local bands that I've shot before. Um, not, not all photographers are one photographer fits all essentially so like don't go to somebody that regularly shoots weddings and be like hey can you come shoot our like you know band don't hire somebody because you're like oh they're gonna do this for a cheaper rate when you want somebody else's work because obviously like if let's say for example like a band hired me but they were really into the style of like your photos and your editing. If they come back to me and they're like, Hey, can you edit them like this? It's like, well, that's, that's not how I edit my photos. And I've come across that before where just like, I did a friend at the time, a favor to shoot his band that had like a house party. And then he was like, Hey, can you edit these photos like this? And I kind of was like, that's not how I edit photos though. Um, Ooh, yikes. So, yeah. How does that go out? I mean, they're also no longer a band. That person uh, is not in the BC music scene. He's a terrible human being. Um, lots of, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but basically, I just boiled it down to like, hey, I did this as a favor for you. I got paid way less than what I would typically charge to like do this. Um, you kind of didn't give me any sort of direction as to like what you wanted you just said hey i trust you to take photos and i thought you were hiring me to like do work because you like my work not because you were like hey i don't want to pay somebody else to do this so i was like if you wanted that other person's work you should have hired them to do it not be like oh hey because we're friends and i asked her and i said hey i don't have a budget for this it's only going to take this kind of amount of time. Would you be down to like do a deal for me? And I kind of was like, well, yeah, I'm okay with that because mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I mean, I wasn't super established in my work. I was, this was kind of like, you know, 2019. So it was kind of still fresh for oh, me yeah. and stuff like that. But it was definitely one of those things that I took a pay cut because I was like, Hey, we're friends. It's fine. That's another big thing. Don't take pay cuts because you're friends with people. If people support you, they will pay your rates. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it's hard to do that now. I, mm-hmm. Well, not now, but also I've noticed that quite a bit recently. Like I talked to one photographer actually recently about that too. It's like, maybe it's good, but maybe it's not. I don't know. Like if you're doing stuff locally, like sure. But also if you're doing that continuously, then it's not going to benefit yourself if you want to get somewhere right i just feel like not benefiting you i would say like mm-hmm. let's been friends with the person for like eight years and it's like you know for example let's say like an engagement shoot or something like that and they're like hey i really would like you to do my engagement photos and then you decide on your own you're like hey this is going to be my engagement present to you that i'm just gonna do these like free of charge or hey 
I'm going to discount this because maybe you're like not typically like an engagement photo photographer or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But I wouldn't say walk into something just because you're friends with somebody like expecting a deal out of it because, you know, like if my friends were artists, I would pay their rates, not just expect to get a deal because we're friends. That's, you know. No, I totally agree on your standpoint on all that and everything. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Don't, if, if I ask you to buy like a product, I don't expect like a discount or anything like that because we're friends or because I know you. The worst is like when they're like, oh, hey, I know you. Can you cut me a deal? And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, do you know my last name? Probably not. <laughs> like, Hey, I didn't know your last name until this thing. And then I blocked it just for people. But either way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's in my Instagram handle, so. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, that's fine, but. Nobody pays attention to that part anyway. Hey, that's why I don't have that on my Instagram handle. It's on my personal, but not my Instagram, so. That makes sense. I just feel like my name is so long that I just thought having, like, first name, last name for photos would be better and having like i used to have the word photo in my ig handle for my photo account and i was like that's just so long i don't like dissing me on mine now (laughs) emma it works for some people because like i know people obviously that have like their whole name and then like photography of course right but i don't know for me i'm just like i need something short quick simple like my last name is already hard enough to say like just Go for it. It's not that hard. What? Are you pronouncing it correctly or are you pronouncing it the way you think it's pronounced? (laughs) She's ready to roast me here. All right, listen, listen. Okay, I will pronounce your name what I see on this Google thing right here. Emma Jane Dotchuck. That is incorrect. What? Yeah. What is it? So it's it's Emma Jane and the T is silent, so it's Dochuck. I hate I hate silent last names now. I generally hate that now. It's it's the blame the Ukrainian. Hey, I'm Ukrainian too, and we don't have anything silent in mind. Okay, well then certain. I don't know. Mine is like uh, transferring over from the Ukraine. I learned that like that's not even like what my actual last name is. That's like the translation of what it is and i have cousins who have different spellings of like the translation so you know mm-hmm. i got cousins i don't even know about because they all got some form of a last name oh yeah who knew yeah like i have uh an uncle with the last name dotzak which is d-o-z-a-k and it's supposed to be the exact same thing so i like that spelling a little bit more than mine but this is fine I think I don't know. It's not that bad. It's not terrible, but you know, do yeah. What's okay? What's something you hope changes when it comes to music concert photographers? Sexism. (laughs) I didn't think of talking about this. I'm terrible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely. I feel. Like, a divide. I mean, it's definitely... It's cool to see the amount of, like, women or non-binary photographers in photo pits now. Because definitely, like, when I first started out, like, even, you know, 
2018, a lot of the photographers that I would be around were all guys. Um, now, like most recently, I shot Newfound Glory, and every single person in the photo pit was either a woman or non-binary person. Nice. That was like really rad to see, but I definitely like have been in photo situations or in a photo pit where, you know, a security guard is like, are you allowed to be here? Or who gave you that pass? Or some random dude has like come up to me and been like, so which one are you sleeping with? Or like, who are you here with? Like, I was at the rickshaw once and some guy like came up to me and was like, so are you freelance or are you fucking like the vocalist? And I was like, dude, there's a better way to like ask me whether I do photography or whatever. Um, so yeah, I would say probably that because I don't know. I don't think the way that anybody looks should stop them from getting jobs or their gender or, you know, sexual orientation should stop them getting jobs. So yeah, I would say that's probably one thing. Yeah. Like I I've noticed now recently, well, I've always, for me in Winnipeg, for me specifically, when I first started photography, there was actually, like, it's, yeah, it is still male-dominant, but also I've always, when I first started photography, there was still, like, there was still women photographers that I was started in my journey and everything. But either way, it's just, like, nice. I'm glad that we're starting to get more prominent women photographers, LGBTQ+, photographers, non-binary photographers in the scene now. It's great. And if you saw, yeah, the Word Alive posted about uh, women photographers are wanted in their tour, which is awesome to see. And I hope more bands take notice of this because it's not just male photographers. It's these indiv- these people take amazing photos as well. Yeah, there's definitely also like, I mean, I know a lot of women or non-binary photographers who have been told that like, hey, like they get a tour opportunity and they're like oh hey actually we decided to go with somebody else because like our girlfriends aren't comfortable with you being part of the touring package and i just think that's like we're all at the end of the day we're all there to do a job and i'm not i'm not there to try to try and do anything with anybody Hmm. yeah so and it's just yeah if you have a significant other or something like why even bother doing that like i don't understand people nowadays like geez like how workplace harassment is a thing too in as well yeah 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 i don't i don't well yeah it's getting i i think a lot more prominent now in main well mainstream now i would think right yeah yeah most definitely. Yeah. Uh, I would also say I hope another thing that changes is I noticed this, especially after COVID, no bands post their PR information anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, want people to come photo your shows, like put your PR information somewhere because 90% of the time it's like, hey, contact us. And it's like their management or like bookings agent. And I'm like, that person will probably just ghost read my email or say, hey, I'll forward this and never forwards it. So before it used to be super easy to find PR for people. And now it's, I feel like I have to go on like an investigation to find somebody's PR every time I want to shoot a band. And I'm like, yo, this should not be this hard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's usually, it goes down by breaking different steps because it's either it's on their Instagram or their little contact thing. If not, then I check their Facebook. And if it's not their Facebook, then you have to go. It's so many steps. It's stupid. 
not on their website or on their Facebook. Sometimes I check Instagram 98% of the time. It's not on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I just end up going through my stockpile of kind of like PR representatives Mm -hmm. that I've already emailed. And I'm like, does this band, is this band on your roster? And I'm Dane, it's not. Oh, we have to go through the backlog. (laughs) Or like recently I sent an email to shoot a band and they got back to me literally within 20 minutes and they were like hey they're at we don't actually work with this band anymore i was like why are they still on your roster like (laughs) oh no oh no so i felt like a dumbass because i was like oh Mm -hmm. i should send that email but also if the band is on your roster like maybe you should get rid of them because yeah (laughs) yikes that would Mm -hmm. um yeah luckily i just went through one of the members of the band and was like hey I want to photo your band. Is that cool? <laughs> I do that quite a bit, actually. I just message the bands and they're like, most, it's like, honestly, nowadays, it's like pretty high percentage that they do check their Instagram, which is crazy. Yeah, I did that with um, Monuments. Um, Rosario actually helped me out with that because oh. I was like, does anybody have a PR contact for Monuments? And then Rosario was like, Andy, get her to shoot your show. And I was like, oh, cool. And then Andy hooked me up. Um, very sweet human, but yeah, that was, that was sick. Yeah. Andy's so nice. I got to see him in, uh, what is it? Yeah. The Winnipeg show. And I was so baffled on those guys on how crazy I, I wanted to meet Andy for who knows how long, but yeah, great band. I love monuments. Great performance live as well. That was another thing. I'm always shocked to see like how bands perform live mm-hmm. in compared like how songs are and then i get really disappointed sometimes because i'm like wow they sound so much better live than they do even recorded and then i get upset because i'm like wow i have to listen to the shitty fucking recording now yeah yeah i think the <laughs> most prominent band that i'm like yo this is the best live was white chapel for me like i was in oh. awe yeah yeah, yeah. One- Phil's insane yeah yeah my <laughs> my friend was like yo once you see phil you're gonna die and i died that day Yep. that was that was a great show yeah mm-hmm. what's an upcoming show you're looking forward to shooting you hope you hope to get well spirit box is on there mm-hmm. uh, also knuckle puck is coming up i'll be going to seattle for that i'm going regardless of whether i get to photo but yeah definitely would be excited to do that uh very good friend brandon lee is out with real friends right now for them so excited to also see them because i know they'll be there so yeah um that one uh i would probably say also i know thornhill and like holding absence and the plot and you are coming to vancouver uh in may as well i know he's gonna be on that one so i'm just excited to hang with dusty as well as like the four guys they're all great i love ben so yeah so plans for the rest of the year for yourself you you hope that you'll come across Uh I would love to tour this year. If it doesn't happen, it's not a big deal. It would kind of just be this year then would be just trying to shoot like more bucket list bands. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because last year was really, I, you know, had the great opportunity of shooting a lot of bucket list bands. So I would say would hope the same for this year to just tick off a lot more of the bucket list bands. Um, I also kind of feel like I have like a style that some people like my goal is always that like people will look at my photos and know that I took that photo so I'm kind of just like I don't know 
I kind of want to revamp my editing style, but I kind of like where I'm going with it. So I don't know, maybe revamp the editing style this year. We'll take a look at it. Um, yeah, just either a tour or just more bucket list bands would be fine by me. Um, definitely want to explore video a little bit more this year. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. That's the only plan I have besides that. Yeah. How about festivals? Do you like doing festivals that much or no? So I had the opportunity to photo um, Heart Sport Fest in Florida. And I fucked that one up. Not actually. It was just kind of one of those things that we didn't really understand, like, the pass situation for it. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to, like, bring my camera or, like, what kind of pass I would be given. Um, So it was kind of, like, one of those things that it was just... My partner was playing that festival. He didn't know whether I needed a photo pass or not. And then it was kind of one of those things that we talked about a photo pass. And I ended up with an artist's pass. So I could have taken photos. And I didn't know that I could have, and I just didn't end up bringing my camera with me. And I should have, but I was, I didn't want to carry around gear that I wasn't allowed to use and potentially have security be like, yo, why do you have that? No, I, I did that. It was funny because I recently, I did a festival, Festival of Devoture. There was a band, there was an artist that's a hip hop artist and just gave me, they didn't give me a photo pass. It was just an artist badge. And it was like, hey, here you go. I'm like, oh this works and they're like yeah this works i'm like okay that's yeah, so super impression at the time that like we needed like an a, like a legit photo pass and uh, then you know one of those things that their photographer just shot everybody with an artist pass that he wanted to shoot and i was like oh so i could have shot this but i i was more like i don't want to lug around all this gear that i potentially can't use so it's kind of just one of those things for the safe side but i had that it was still great great thing to go see got to see parkway drive i can die happy would i have preferred to photo them absolutely but i'll get my opportunity next so i would say yeah doing festivals would probably be like the next thing because i haven't actually shot a festival oh really i thought you would have at least once nope 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 majority festivals that like come through vancouver are all like edm festivals and i am not a huge fan of edm festivals I don't mind EDM music. I'm just not a huge fan of festivals. Yeah. Yeah, I I've done EDM stuff in Winnipeg, and that I've done like EDM DJ stuff before. It's all right. Like it's nothing too crazy. It's like, eh, but like, it's 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 like that one getaway fun, like something different for me. That's yeah. It. But I I like doing like actually like rock metal festivals. Those are fun. Like got to do that in fargo last year i guess for i guess yeah that um one with a, uh, august burns red was kind of like a festival in fargo they kind of did that it was like local and then it was the actual thing so it was like both that so that was kind of cool when we were young fest if that's an opportunity Ooh, yeah that'd be sick although vegas is that just it kind of seems like to shoot when we were young fest is just like a massive clusterfuck because of how many bands are going on all at the same time. And I guess that's like part of the joy because like warp tour and stuff like that. I never shot warp tour or anything, but it's kind of one of those things that it's so Yeah. Like you gotta be running everywhere. And I don't know if that would just stress me out because I'm an anxious person. Whereas like when I went to um Hard Sport Fest, it was kind of like 
definitely timed at least for photographers to go to one stage from the other stage so it was like you had your three songs they would play their 30 minute set and then while that stage was doing changeover the other stage would be playing their 30 minute set so that like if you wanted to see everybody on both stages you could just walk back and forth across the field to the to either stage yeah that was like with the august burns red one as well i like that a lot if festivals do that more because then it's perfect but like if you yeah if it's like warp tour or something like that then it's like how can you see all these bands that you're like oh this band is going on while i'm photographing this band and then i'm not going to catch the three Mm -hmm. songs ever and you're just yeah it's hectic you've kind of got to pick your bands and it's like well i don't want to do that (laughs) damn i hate that yeah there was i mean i went to warp tour like two or three times it was just one of those things that if you go the next year you hope that somebody that you missed last year is on the bill the next year because sometimes you just have to make sacrifices you're like well this band is going on 10 minutes after they start and I'm at the very front of the barricade right now. So I'm going to just stay right here. <laughs> yeah, we hate it here. Yeah. 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 I, I hope to do more fest. Like for me this year, it's mainly like tour or at least more festivals this year. That's my main thing. Like yeah. I'm trying to do Blue Ridge. That's a big maybe on that one. That'd be sick. I know. That would be sick. That one I really, that I've been following Blue Ridge for so many years. That's just like, ooh, this would be top bucket list um there is another one oceaga was pretty good lineup this year that i saw mm-hmm. if you know oceaga yeah that one's all right it's more pop centric but there's still like those big artists that i really want to see like i want to actually photograph billy eilish that'd be pretty cool up there and that right uh wallows is one i don't really want to see wallows um as for like other like rock stuff yeah park parkway drive is up there but that's that's basically we have the same music taste, Emma, though, so there, there's that. It's such a shame, though, because, like, I don't know if you saw, like, the um, Knotfest uh, post that they made for Knotfest Australia or whatever. Was, or was it Knotfest Europe? Where are they right? No, it's Australia. Yeah. Knotfest Australia right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the video that Parkway Drive posted of their set and just, like, the entire, like, crowd basically the entire fucking venue is just like singing Parkway. So I would love to go to an Australian, um, because like Australians don't fuck around when it comes to hardcore, metalcore. Like they're, yeah. All the, in my opinion, and this might be biased a little bit because I've been to Australia and I love Australia, is I think all the best bands come out of Australia, personally. (laughs) Ooh, this is... That is honestly, I'll, I'll say yes and no. I'll say yes. yes and no because literally, yes, there's Australian. Like, yeah, Parkway Drive, there's Polaris, I believe. And there's, I think it's Polaris. I'm t- terrible with names and everything with bands, but there's them. And then I would say UK. Yes, UK is another band. Uh, no, I would I would definitely say. Um, yeah, Australian and UK bands are just like unmatched. There's obviously, like, the U.S. bands that are unmatched as well, but a lot of, like, I feel like the more bands that are, like, on a lot more tours as of late or that are, like, blowing up are all from Australia or the U.K. Yeah. Prominently, yeah. All the bands that are, yeah, right now blowing up are, yeah, Australian U.K. bands. And I'm like, yo, this is 
this is the year. No, I think next year is going to be insane from those bands coming to U.S. or Canada and that, I think. It's going to be wicked, I think, next year. Oh, 100%. Especially because, like, COVID is kind of calming down a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And, yeah. But the worst time, too, because U.S. is possibly bringing up the visas for those bands and that. 230% increase or something absolutely bonkersly stupid like that. Yeah. I... In Canada, it's just a waiver, and it's free. <laughs> so, you know what that means. More bands should come towards the... Yeah, that's that's the logistic, but they don't because they're idiots. <laughs> I'm not saying all bands are idiots. I'm just saying tour managers. Okay, what do you think about tour managers in, in sense, Emma? Oh, I, I mean, I know some great tour managers, mm-hmm. and I also know some that, you know, um, I don't know, they're... Just like, I know, I feel like the majority of the tour managers I know are like the greatest, nicest, sweetest human beings and just like really love their jobs. Um, I've only met like one or two tour managers that seem really like snobby and just like they don't want to be there really. But I feel like it's always like when I meet people sometimes that seem like that, it's like either like the, the middle of like the rough patch of like the tour and so maybe they're just like having an off day or something like that you know it's it's one of those things we all go through phases and i've heard my fair share of like clusterfuck stories on tours where just like all of the worst shit happens for you know a couple weeks there a week run and you're just like what the fuck else could go wrong um so i feel like whenever i've met like a tour manager that does not seem like they want to be at a venue it's typically because a band has just undergone like a clusterfuck week and they're just like, I'm, I want to sit down and drink a beer. And that's how this is going. So yeah. Um, but I, I would say, yeah, tour managers, I feel like some of them are undervalued and underpaid. Um, but of course, like, you know, there's no, there's not really a lot of money in the music industry anyway. And it's not like venues make that any easier for us with like birch cuts and things like that. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I say tour managers are great human beings everybody needs a tour manager (laughs) do photographers need managers you think no 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 i would say managers are they've got that whole like they should know who the photographers are on that sort of aspect and like obviously a tour manager is going to know like their touring photographer and not to get like in the way of the touring photographer or anything like that um yeah, I, if anything, like, I've never had a tour manager, like, get mad at me for being in the way. I've had security be like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, getting ready to shoot a band. That is what I am doing. Like, Ooh. you asked to see my credentials before I got in the pit. What, like, what else do you want? Like, pull a rabbit out of a hat or something? Like, I'm, I don't know. There was one recently manager that my but me and my buddy always go back and forth with getting help with PR and stuff and everything. But there was one manager that almost threw us off of the stage. That was something that was like great. And he, I think he just had a bad day or something. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, uh, what the hell are you doing here? And then he just sent the CD email and it's just like, oh, okay, you're good. But yeah, that, that's... Yeah, that's... I don't know. I mean, I get it from some perspective because sometimes like people are in places that they shouldn't necessarily be yeah. or like I personally, like, unless it's, like, a small 
like venue or like a local venue or like a local show mm-hmm. would ever just like get up on stage with like a band or anything like that okay. um but like obviously if you have like you know like an all access pass or something like that or it's like a venue that allows you to do that and as long as you're not getting in the way of like the touring photographer mm-hmm. then i don't really see like an issue exactly like would i ever just get up on stage at the vogue no because somebody would probably like smack me before i did that and be like what the fuck are you doing and then i would never be allowed to photo at the vogue again but wait did you do that once no 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 no, no. that's obviously <laughs> no that's obviously something that you would not do there but like for example like i don't know the biltmore cabaret there's mm-hmm. like you know a small area behind where kind of like at the back of the stage that's got like steps leading up to the stage because the stage is only like that high that you kind of like get up on go take your shots of the drummer and then like run back real quick which Mm -hmm. like that's fine but i would never just like go stand on a stage so i would say yeah sometimes tour managers just need to confirm with you like hey you're allowed to be here because sometimes people just like take the piss and are like oh i can do whatever i want but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would say that's weird though. That yeah, I know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to talk about on here that we didn't talk about, Emma? No, covered kind of all the bases or anything like that. If there's any more questions that you had for me, I yeah. No. I would say the question that you asked me earlier about like what's one thing that you want to see change, like mm-hmm. in the pho- music photography world what's what's your what's yours oh okay you had to print it on to me okay yeah I, I see that because i said oh i'm not giving you hope and now you're burning it on me now Emma. Okay. but also maybe you would have like a really interesting perspective on that question so you know i feel like everybody's views are different and maybe sometimes people think about things that you wouldn't necessarily think about i kind of feel like i'm very on the spot so it's just like whatever popping into my head first that's what i'm going with um i'm trying to think what would be something that i feel like should change in the music the main thing yeah i'm with you on like the sexism thing recently it's just like yeah that's something that needs to change on on music industry there is another thing oh um i would say recently on what i found out from bands they need to really like know on hey this is a free shoot. This is not a free shoot for photographers. Like, for instance, uh, when I reached out to uh, one band here and they're like, oh, yeah, we want you on, but we're not going to pay for this shoot. We're just going to give you a photo pass. That's a thing a lot of like more bands are taking more notice upon. I've talked to a lot of photographers are like, yo, a lot of more prominent bands are going more focused on just giving. Yeah, it's great to bring out a portfolio base wise of like yeah if you want to establish yourself i'm terrible at wording this terrible but no like um it's i wish more bands are more like i guess focusing more on like what they want for photographers i would say like if they want yes if they want to pay for photographers or if they can't financially pay for photographers don't get a photographer or something and say that in a sense I would say because it's it's hard to know that because it's like, oh, yeah, we want you, but we can't. But there's that. That's the only thing I would say. If more bands or managers and that should let people know about that, I think more, I would say. Yeah, 
definitely seen like a couple bands and tours in the past, like smaller tours that have been like, hey, we don't have the budget for a photographer. But if you're coming to any one of the shows that are in this city, like in this city, hey, like message us with your portfolio or like your Instagram and your rates because they want to pay like a couple like local photographers to do those sorts of things, which I think would be really rad because it gives more people like opportunities and stuff like that. I wish more bands do that, but they don't. That's the sad part I've been noticing. They're like, yeah, we want you, but we're in the sense we're just not going to pay for it in that point too. But it's like, oh yeah, we, we technically do have in a sense budget, but we're not going to use that budget. I've noticed more and it's, it's sad to see that. Yeah. I also like another thing that I would, I guess, maybe love to see change a little bit is I know, obviously, like, you're always going to go with the person that like, you know, and that does a good job. But I feel like it's getting a little bit more difficult for photographers to get on tours because they're going with the same photographer every single time because Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, they're just our touring photographer. And it's like, obviously, those people do like great work. And I love them. And, you know, no hate to them, but it makes it a lot more difficult in terms of like for anybody that's, you know, wanting to get into touring or maybe has like the portfolio to tour, but isn't just getting that opportunity because bands have decided like, this is hey, photographer, yeah. we found our photographer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if they maybe, you know, let's say they do four tours in a year, they decide to take their regular touring photographer out on three of those tours and then like do something like we were talking about with you know picking up local photographers in certain Mm -hmm. areas that would be a pretty sick opportunity but obviously like i know that those touring photographers that's their job they need to make a money and a like a living from that so Mm -hmm. it's that's always kind of the hard part but i feel like a lot of the time whenever i see like a band that's announced a tour i'm like oh i know exactly which photographer is going on that tour and yeah i would love to see just like, you know, different vibes. Cause obviously like each photographer shoots differently. And, you know, once a band has like established their brand and their vibe, they typically pick like a photographer that goes with that vibe. But it's also like, it would be cool to see like different shots and different yeah. vibes for different tours, you know? So I feel like that would be interesting to see change. But yeah, I mean, obviously I get it from a, like a job Job aspect, creative aspect as well. I I agree with you. I think there should be, like, something like that. Like, if you know Live Nation, there's a portal. I think there should be a thing for photographers and bands be like, yo, let's get this photographer on and be like, yeah, do that. I mean, there kind of is, not really. It's not really uh, massive, but, like, are you familiar with the Instagram account Photographers Tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'm on their site as well, too. Yeah, me as well, so. I feel like if bands were aware that like things like that existed, they'd like know about Mm -hmm. that. And it's like, that would be really sick that bands could just like select, you know, one or two people like a tour and be like, hey, we want to have you out if they can, like if they have the means, that would be great. Even if it's just like one show, just Mm -hmm. to say, hey, get your foot in the door somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree on that. Totally. That band should start doing that as well. Like, yeah, have like yeah a band should totally if they're doing like four or five tours a year and it's like mainly like us based or uk based like they should totally get said photographer for that i i know like when i got that there's one band i know and they had a set tour photographer and it was crazy that they 
use my photos instead of the tour photographer. And it's like, yo, that's great. That's something new and different that fans are possibly doing. And that's great. And brings your portfolio out or brings your likeliness, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, cool. In, like some like chemists when I trip with Trivium, yeah. chemists used like a couple of my photos that I had posted and I thought that was really rad. I mean, they, I don't, they have a tour photographer out with them. I don't think they did. I think they were just posting photos from like photographers that were at shows um, to share on their account, which I thought was like really, really rad. I've also seen like even bands that have like a tour photographer out with them. They see a photographer that was like at a show. They really like that photo. And so they share like that photo or a couple of photos, which is really rad because then it opens the opportunity to like other people that maybe looking at their page which is pretty cool as well yeah yeah i i know that a lot like even the white chapel one i had that when it was yeah they just had different photographers in that which is great that's a thing yeah. that i hope more bands lean towards i think yeah yeah, yeah. show yourself out what do you want the people to know about you uh you can follow me on instagram at e-m-m-a-d-o-t-c-h-u-k um hit me up uh, if you like my work i would love to work with you i guess yeah um also you know go throw some likes look out for me on that i also uh really like meeting friends like in the photography community so if you're a local canadian photographer or even u.s photographer just follow me i typically follow all photographers back um just because i like to see other people's work and also make friends in the photo community because i feel like we're all just a bunch of fucking introverts so it's cool to have a bunch of uh concert photographer friends that you just like meet up with at certain shows that you go to and stuff like that so yeah um that's about it really <laughs> she don't follow me she's too cool i'm kidding no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's still my favorite like oh shit well yeah that's the thing when yeah. we met each other i'm like oh you were i don't know how it was like when we met it was like oh i was asking what was the details because folk was first time with me i was asking about details about yeah. folk and everything and then you were kind of like you were nonchalant of like hey this is my shit basically of folk. well yeah because i just like to whenever i meet photographers like in a photo pit that i don't know i'm always like oh hey like give me your at so i can follow you because like i want to see your work and it's like then we can just like exchange like ads and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it's also because i feel like i always forget to like introduce myself and be like oh my name's emma and like just i i don't know i'm fucking terrible at that sort of thing i just end up like talking to people instead and unless somebody like actually is like hey like i'm so and so i don't think to do that either i just ha have like a conversation with people because i'm such like an anxious human being that i'm just like oh you're talking to me cool that's that's really great so yeah that's kind of why i was just like when we met i was just like you didn't say your name and so i was like what's your at so that i can like well, it was hard hearing, too. It was, like, loud in there, too. Oh, it was time. loud as hell. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was like, what's your at? And then I was like, oh, I already follow you. And then you were like, wait, who are you? And I was like, oh. And you were like, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, you're... Then you told... Then you showed... Well, it was hard hearing. And then you showed your Instagram. I'm like, oh, shoot, it's Emma. Because I'm like, I loved your work. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Emma. Which is rad because... That, yeah, that was a weird, like, I don't know, almost, I had, like, a fangirl moment that somebody, like, recognized my work, and they were like, oh, shit, yeah, 
that's always like the wildest when I like somebody asks me for my at and they're like, oh, I already follow you. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You know who I am? Well, that I've noticed that more too recently. And it's like, oh, it takes me back. And also I've realized I'm getting to the point of getting very much. I'm growing my photography-ness and it's just like, oh, people are following me. And I didn't even know that you follow me. It's bad. I'm. It's not ego. It's not ego. It's just a matter of. My bad. It's just my bad. It's all good. I get it. Because sometimes I, like, don't see a notification and then it just, like, leaves and then I post a photo set and then I'm like, oh, shit, I don't follow this person? What? Like, yeah. So, but typically if I see the notification, I follow, like, all photographers back just because it's rad to build the community Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. I definitely think that the photography community could be crazy tight-knit and it's really cool especially because like knowing photographers from like England and stuff like that it's just like insane to see how shows work in different places as well so it's cool to like follow photographers and also just like I don't know I look like all like I guess the more like I don't know how to word this like like famous I guess like Instagram photographers like yeah. the like larger ones with like a larger following mm-hmm. really have like a specific like editing style yeah. and I kind of enjoy looking at that and seeing kind of how their work has evolved mm. to get that style and I feel like it also gives you like new ideas on maybe like how to edit photos that you might not have a single freaking clue on how to edit you're just like oh hey I don't know what I want to do with these photos yet but yeah no for me it's weird because when looking at different photographers i look more at the little ones compared to the big ones for me oh i always look at like smaller photographers and compare like larger ones i just think it's also cool to see like especially photographers that sell like presets yeah where they've gone from like their original editing style to how they get to yeah um i just like uh this all presets i always think it's interesting to see like where their editing style has evolved from like you know with whatever they started shooting on to like now which is really thick mm-hmm. but i also think that like uh one of my friends isha shaw is a photographer in the uk she was on tour with uh simple plan uh last 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 year earlier this year um I like seeing like how her work has evolved over the last like four or five years of knowing her as well. Like it's crazy to just like see that as well. So yeah, but typically I enjoy looking at smaller photographers just because it's, I feel like we're just like an underrated small community down here. (laughs) We're down in the little bits of, you know, down in the, I don't know where I'm going with this. We're, we're down low. We're very down low here in this group of area. Which, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, yeah I enjoy being <laughs> You just don't like being seen? <laughs> Why do you think I'm a photographer? I like to be behind the lens and not in front of it. All right, hear me out. This is a new thing that I thought of, like, the other other day that I did for a concert. Instead mm-hmm. of all wearing black, us photographers should start wearing all white. Absolutely not. First of all, <laughs> I know, I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're gonna say. This is terrible because oh, now you're getting seen. You're gonna get hurt by someone, right? No, it's just funny because then it'll be like, oh, we're breaking the fourth wall. What do you mean 
yes, I, I totally understand that. And I feel like people probably like wouldn't squash me in like photo pits when they come over like the rail and things like that. But do you know how easy white gets dirty? And like how terrified I would be to like be in a venue and then have to like, like at the rickshaw. Have you ever shot at the rickshaw? No, Vogue was my first one ever, Emma, for sure. Okay. So the rickshaw doesn't have like a proper entryway. You kind of have to like suck in just like and squeeze in between like the barricade and like a sound speaker. There's like not a lot of room for you to squeeze in there. And it's like only wide enough for one like like this way at least from the stage to the barricade. It's only wide enough for about one and a half people to like stand in. And then it's, like, long, and there's fucking metal rods in the floor that I've, like, tripped over several fucking times. So, like, if I wore white in that venue, I would probably come out, like, covered in dirt and blood. Like, not gonna lie. <laughs> they need a health inspector. That's what they need. <laughs> Jesus. It really... But, yeah. I... No. White... White pants terrify me. Would never wear white pants. I own white t-shirts. Yeah. Um, but as far like no black is the way to go i'm happy with that color <laughs> okay fine wear green then i don't know another color than black that's what i say yeah most of, did you see that debate on twitter though that was just like uh you should be in show blacks whether you're on stage or not like photographers don't care about it i always feel like in the photo pit you're probably not gonna get seen mm-hmm. like by the tour photographer Mm -hmm. and like everybody in the crowd is all wearing different things so i feel like from a pit perspective like most of the venues that i shoot the stage is taller than i am anyway or you know yeah you like not to throw heat but yeah you were short yeah you were short yeah i'm very short um but like they it you know it's no higher than Mm -hmm. like waist kind of like level or anything like that so i just kind of feel like in the pit it shouldn't really matter too too much what i'm wearing yeah i think like you should not like i generally think you should not have to wear all black always i think i don't wear all black ever mainly when i go shoot honestly Hmm? you should be i would think you should be in show blacks but if you're not on stage then who gives a fuck exactly exactly yeah yeah, if you're yeah, if you're a tour photographer and yeah, if you're going on stage, then yeah. But also, then that's gonna bloody suck if you're on tour in summer. Then yeah, everything's gonna be black, of course. But I mean, I th- majority of my closet is black, so it's not Same, really. But it's bad. I want to change it though, Emma. That's yeah, why no, I say concert. Uh, what is it? Bands need to do different color shirts, and then we're good. Oh, Telly's iconic, like, what was it, orange jumpsuit for the Monomania tour? Yeah, I think more bands need to do that because it's rad. Yeah, yeah. I I even tweeted, I don't know if I tweeted this out, but no, I said this on Instagram, that I don't have green shirts anymore, and I need bands to, because it was St. Patrick's Day, and bands need to do more green shirts for tour stuff. I could, yeah, I could see that. Step four green screens though is there a green screen on a darn venue no 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 but like in music videos wearing green would be a terrible idea yeah that would be terrible but yeah but no yeah i could see green 
I just feel like there's, you know how there's, like, obviously different hues of, like, different colors and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I feel like most people are just, like, there's certain colors of green like, that What are- green do you consider is good? Um, like, my partner, for example, is a huge fan of, like, forest green, which I think is, I like, a good green. well. Or, like, olive green, mm-hmm. like, dark greens, or, like, muted greens. But, like, if your shirt is the color of grass... I definitely think that's a bit, I mean, like you do you, if it looks good and you like it, go for it. But that's not something that I personally would wear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, it has to be certain. Like now nah, let's go. Emma, that's it. We're going lime green into the photo. <laughs> no, that's done. That's done. No, no, no. Neon, like highlighter colors, yeah. like highlighter yellow and highlighter pink. That should make a, like a renowned thing in photo pits is all photographers need to go into the pit wearing highlighter colors and highlighter colors only. She's onto something here, guys. <laughs> She's onto something here. That's why. Yeah. Well, anytime I go at most metal shows, actually, now I do wear my Holofront shirt. Actually, I did that actually for a festival last year in August. I wore my yellow shirt. See, yeah. <sighs> yellow is a great color. Yellow is my favorite color, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Green's mine, but that's why I complain that there's no band with green. <laughs> and it's all black in my thing, but it's fine. Yeah, merch even. Everything is black or white or like an off-white. Yeah. I have never seen a band do colored mm-hmm. merch. There's a few bands. Uh, there's one that I like who does tie-dye, and I loved it. I still wear that shirt like crazy tomorrow, and that is Capstan. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Love that shirt. Um, There's yeah. one band in Calgary that I liked, and it's not their true merchant. I loved it. I still wear that too, and it's white. You're going to hate me because it's white. It's Hawkins? I think it was Hawkins. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, I think it's Hawkins, yeah. They're, there's white, and it's like a, basically Aurora Borealis on their shirt. That was nice. Yeah. Um, And yeah, Dayseeker does some stuff too, I think. Uh- yeah, yeah. Also, uh, oh, who else did like a purple? Um, who was on? To- um, Era, Era, oh, yeah, Era. Era does colored merch as well. Um, yeah. Oh, there's also a local Victoria band, Anchorage Blue. They did tie dye merch for a while there as well. So yeah. Is Silverstein going to you? Close to you or no? Yes, Silverstein and Dayseeker are yeah. coming to Vancouver. Oh, they are on, going to Vancouver. Yeah, they're coming on the 26th. Oh, you're going sooner than me. Damn. Yes, Commodore Ballroom. Well, mine's May 2nd. May 2nd, I think, yeah. That's, like, the next week. That's not too That's not too bad. Too bad. I feel bad for everyone that's, like, the start. It's a long tour for them. It's a very long tour. But yeah. it'll... And I think it's definitely an interesting tour, mm-hmm. like, Closer see you space cowboy. Yeah. Silverstein and Dayseeker. I think that's a little bit of an interesting lineup. I'm curious to see that how that goes. Um I'm excited. I'm so that's the one I'm so looking forward to the next like month and everything. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this one. Yeah, I would say I'm definitely looking forward to that, but I would definitely say Spirit Box just because I want my redemption shoot getting COVID and then knuckle puck because i have yet to shoot knuckle puck and i they're just yeah yeah it's, knuckle puck. It, it's also yeah it's knuckle puck yeah 
And then, I mean, I, of course, excited to see like a couple other bands that are coming just because they're like my best friend's bands and or my best friend's favorite bands. And I always like just sending her photos. And then she's like, hey, this is my new lock screen. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my lock screen is actually lights. Oh, my lights one. No way. Oh, so many notifications. Lights one. Oh, sick. Yeah. yeah. Your like photos were rad. I yeah. did not an opportunity i didn't even know she was i mean i should have known that she was going on tour and shooting fake, fake fan but yeah fake fan whoops <laughs> fake fan fake fan <laughs> i had to it was fun fine you can bully me I could bully you for a lot of things, but you could bully me for not being in Vancouver because you get better shows than us. Damn it. I mean, you have to kind of live in a cardboard box to live here. So I would say Winnipeg wins in terms of like livability. Um, but yeah, I will say we do we do get lucky with the shows that come mm -hmm. through. 